lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here. Live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. We are joined for the Dace Group by Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Coming up next hour, we'll get to some feedback Friday as well. Lots of cool things to dig through in there. But of course, we begin, as we always do, with the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by our friends over at Public SQ. It is the new app that is available now with a nationwide network of Americans that are trying to build the parallel economy. You can download it today from the Apple Store and also the Google Play Store as well. It is time for change. And one of the best ways to change the country is to develop a parallel economy. That's why we are partnering with Public SQ, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses the nation has ever put together. Public SQ for Public Square, whether you support restaurants that only buy from local farms, the coffee shop that stood up against the mandates, the bank that would never cancel you for your views, or you want to be that business listed, they can do that for you as well. They'll list it for you for free, in fact. Just download the app today, Public SQ, Public SQ for Public Square today over at the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Let's get to issue one of our weekly look at the week that was. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. Extreme MAGA Republicans want to take it all back. You know, they're talking about cutting Social Security and Medicare. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. While MAGA Republicans are fixated on their extremist agenda like a national abortion ban. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Primetime reported last night on an 18-year-old man in North Dakota, brutally murdered over his political beliefs by a guy who thought he was one of those ultra-MAGA fascists Joe Biden warned us about. Apparently, there was a confrontation. The suspect, 41-year-old Shannon Brandt, said he was afraid for his life. So he ran the Republican kid over with his truck. Dr. Lineker, who's our surgeon, said that there's entire clinics where the entire clinic is supported just by their phalloplasties. And that is like a fraction of the surgeries that they're doing. These surgeries are labor-intensive. They require a lot of follow-ups. They require a lot of OR time. And they make money. They make money for the hospital. So yes, Vanderbilt, if someone has a conscientious objection to pers- uh, participating in this sort of surgery, it would probably have to accommodate you to the extent that you can find another person who can do your job, who doesn't have an objection, other things of that nature. But I just want you to take home that saying that you're not going to do something because of your conscientious, because of your religious beliefs, is not without consequences. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic in, is over. He was walking through uh, the, the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. We- there is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound 
designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. Yeah, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's been it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what? We are. We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely. It's been basically even. Your Honor, um, listen, I mean, the the rate of bodies you are pulling out of Mr. Gacy's backyard. I mean, a a year ago, I mean, you were pulling 30, 40 uh, bodies of children, uh, the the killer wannabe clown that uh, Stephen King based Pennywise off of. You were pulling you were you were pulling 30 to 40 uh, bodies of children out of his backyard. And in the last year, frankly, it's only been about a half a dozen. Therefore, we ask the court for mercy. Is that not essentially the exact same argument that was just made? All right. Just wanted to clarify. Uh, Jill, we go to you as uh, the guest and also ladies first. Uh, What was the most demonic hell spawn that you were just subjected to? It feels like it's one of the all of the aboves this weekend. Uh, Welcome to the economic meltdown. Let's not forget what's happening in the stock market today as we're on air. But the worst of the week, if I had to pick something, uh, it's death. It's the teenager in North Dakota with the mega extremist label on him. You know, you you heard Tim Ryan say we have to kill and confront that movement. Joe Biden, they're just doing what Joe Biden laid out in his speech. This is the natural consequences of Biden coming out and saying that the MAGAs are extremists and need to be dealt with as such. And then the other thing is right here in my backyard in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, with Vanderbilt, with the trans surgeries for minors, being a big moneymaker, guys. That's fine. We'll just chemically castrate or mutilate your children, and we're going to be huge millionaires off of it. They're already making billions of money off of the jab, so why not go ahead and, you know, cut some things off, add some others, all in the name of making money. We do need to look and address at the percentage of administrators in hospitals because the doctors care less about the patients now and more about how many boxes they can check off while you're in the room. But, you know, you're handing your children over to people who don't care about them at all. So just go ahead and affirm whatever whatever the doctors tell you, we all have to be okay with it. Trust the experts. Well done, Jill. Todd. Uh, there's so much that is heinous in there, but I want to focus on something I actually mentioned er- earlier uh, in the week. The excuse from the press secretary about, I mean, it's literally, the president can't be expected to be around shiny things and walk and talk at the same time. That's it. That's what they had about the president of the frickin' United States, which, oh, by the way, when it comes to what's going on in Vanderbilt there, as Jill talked about, or any other rationalization that you get about just any place else uh, from the demonic woke, it's that shallow of a pool. Always. Uh, we were talking about it off air before we go on. You saw what happened. Steve, you love that clip. Don Lemon. 
Same thing. Mm -hmm. There is zero there there ever. And they're fine with it because they get away with it. So the people are the problem. As long as you accept that, that's what you get. Aaron, I thought I was going to actually be able to witness the first election cycle of my lifetime when Democrats were not out there claiming that Republicans were going to cut Social Security and Medicare if they won. Sadly, they won't. They won't do those things. We know that. They won't do those things, sadly. But thankfully, uh, I see in your montage, unbeknownst to me, that uh, I'm going to sleep better tonight. Joe Biden did check that box. So the fall tradition, unlike Unlike any any other, other, uh, marches on. So I wanted to make a note of that. And thank you for giving me that peace of mind. You're welcome. Your turn. You're welcome. So my worst of the week is something that didn't even make the montage. I mean, I guess technically, tangentially, it, it did. But imagine, imagine if you will, some whistleblower, some whistleblower comes to the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, with a video on his phone. See, Merrick, I have this video. I took this video. It's Donald Trump literally shooting somebody on Fifth Street. Imagine, if you will, Merrick Garland's reaction. We need to do an investigation. No, that's the investigation I just showed you. No, Merrick Garland, no, we need to do an investigation. That's Bill Lee. That's Tennessee Governor Bill Lee saying after an investigation is already done, showing the murder in progress, uh, we need an investigation. I'm so sick. Just so sick in the face. How can you say, how can you see that? Maybe he didn't even see it. Maybe it's just like, I can't be bothered with this. How can you see those videos? Know what's going on there. And your only reaction when you are in the position of power. Is, is there, a, Jill, is there a Tennessee National Guard down there? I, I mean, for you the, have no state police in Tennessee. Is there no state patrol down there either? I, I don't understand how your first reaction after being shown an investigation, a conclusive investigation, is to say, we need to do an investigation. The left never operates like this. In fact, they don't even do investigations. They just make poop up. They run you over with their car. Yes, they run you over with their car. (laughs) That's my worst of the week. Aaron, usually when you get into a position like this, they would at least place people on administrative leave, right? Mm -hmm. You would say, okay, we're going to pause everything right now while we do an investigation. We haven't even gotten that yet. What do you expect? I mean, from the Republican governor down there, I mean, you weren't here last week, Jill, but I, uh, during Feedback Friday, I read an email from a gentleman whose sister was killed by one of the convicted felons that uh, Bill Lee had let out of prison down there. Yep. You know, so, you know, there's that. The red wave. Uh, the, it's coming to save us. The red wave is coming to save you, Barbara. It's coming to save you. Indeed. It's all for you. Yeah. Oh, dude. I knew you'd like that. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay, let's move on because now I'm creeped out. Exit question on a scale of one to ten. With one being the odds Joe Biden is truly in charge over there at the White House. And ten being the odds that Lindsey Graham prefers it when men take charge at the bathhouse. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Ten. Jill. Ten. Aaron. Ten. 
Before we get to issue two, a word to the wise about our friends over at My Patriot Supply. They need to stop giving our show credit for selling so many of these emergency food kits. I mean, we blush because, frankly, we don't deserve it. I mean, all the credit really needs to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and all of its varying minions. They're the ones uh, that, uh, just like the Biden or the Obama administration, uh, sold more guns than any single uh, you know entity in all of human history. Uh, this is selling more preparatory uh, kind of material than any previous uh, endeavor in human history. So get your three-month emergency food kit now from our friends at my Patriot Supply. You can get it for 20% off. Three months for you and everyone in your household. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks and drinks. The full complement of 2,000 plus calories that you need per day. You'll have peace of mind of knowing that when they wreck the food supply like they've wrecked everything else, you are covered. And they keep it going with right storage. You can you can you know preserve this for about 20 plus years. I mean, unless you're living in one of these blue states, it's going to cut your electricity off. Right, but everybody else, you can keep it going for up to 20 years right now. Again, 20% off plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. That is preparewithdace.com. Let's get to issue two. Are Democrats truly prepared to go there with Trump? What seemed like a major win for Donald Trump and a potential statement check on the Department of Justice's ongoing political persecution took a major swampy turn this week. A few weeks ago, U.S. District Court Judge Aileen Cannon ordered the appointment of a special master to review the documents seized and the purview of the FBI raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida. Judge Cannon's order specifically outlined the fact that Trump's legal team could indeed review documents the DOJ said were classified to check if Trump had indeed declassified those documents. This week, the special master appointed to the case, Judge Raymond Deary, appeared to acquiesce to the Department of Justice's request that Trump's team not be allowed to review the aforementioned documents, a direct contradiction of Judge Cannon's order. On Wednesday night, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of the Justice Department, granting a stay on portions of Judge Cannon's order. Earlier on Wednesday, New York Attorney General Letitia James announced several criminal investigations into Trump, his family, and his organization on various charges of fraud. James also referred certain matters to the Department of Justice and the IRS. By the way, this is what Letitia James campaigned on in her attorney general race in 2018. No one is a If you didn't want Trump to run in 2024, congratulations, because we don't have a country anymore. We have a banana republic. So let me lay out again what I had heard from a little birdie um, on Tuesday. Uh, I had heard from one of my little birdies that this civil fraud case from Trump was coming. And then it came the very next morning that it would also include Trump's children that it's clearly a fishing expedition. This is a, this is a, that's why they didn't go criminal here. The standard of, of evidentiary threshold in civil actions is less than criminal. Okay. Um, and so they went civil here. This is, this is both a photo op pre-election from a woman who's actually polling behind her Republican challenger at the moment, um, who I can't even name. Uh, but uh, it, it's also an attempt. It, it's an, an it's a lawsuit in search of a, it's a fraud lawsuit in search of a fraud, all right? 
It's it, it's an it's an attempt for an expansive um, uh, discovery process. You know, our buddy Kurt Schlichter did a thread on this this morning. He went through the lawsuit basically as an attorney and laughed at it and said this thing will get dismissed. I, I, I would if we were in normal legal times, I, I might agree with that. We are in periods of times when special masters get appointed and then turn around and say the burden of proof is is actually on the defense, Trump, not the prosecution. We saw during the Trump presidency on, on more than one occasion, uh, they would lose in federal court, not because of constitutional or statute grounds, but because of things he had said at rallies or tweeted. In other words, we don't like those things that you're saying. So it doesn't matter what the law says, right? We have seen known Russian collusion hoaxers just walk scot-free. We are sitting in a country right now where a guy mowed down a teenage quote-unquote extremist uh, and then called 911 to admit that he did it. And he's out walking the streets today on bail while there are nonviolent protesters who had who dared to question a questionable election who are literally in solitary confinement. So I, I am not sure with all and, and, and this is where it's come. Five years ago, I was afraid that that people like Kurt Schlichter would have too much influence. OK, and now I have out Schlichtered Schlichter. That's where we are at. <laughs> OK, now I'm like, Kurt, I really don't think you have looked at this radically enough. <laughs> OK. <laughs> But that's that's what I thought when I read his analysis this morning. I, I don't know how much actual legalities matter here. I mean, I mean, they, they came forward this morning to say that uh, Matt Gates, after all, is not uh, guilty of any form of uh, being uh, involved in human or sex trafficking, despite 73 stories on MSNBC claiming the contrary. These, these aren't just like made up you know, corruption charges of yesteryear. We're talking like, uh, no, Roy Moore, you uh, trolled the Alabama malls looking for post-pubescent girls uh, to deflower, okay? No, Matt Gates, you are, you're, you're literally walking Epstein. I, I mean, this is like life and death, existential, end your life kind of stuff you don't ever return from is the, is, are the stakes we're playing for now. If they announced this morning... Right, they've been talking about this stuff with Gates for well over a year. They announced this morning on September the twenty third, the DOJ did. Yeah, we don't see any evidence to go forward. How many? How many mornings ago do you think they really knew that they didn't have any evidence to go forward? You know what I'm saying? Yes. If they're announcing it on a Friday here on September the twenty third, chances are this they've known this probably from the moment they opened the investigation. I would guess because they were also because yes. let's face it, Matt Gates has quite the reputation of being a player in in those in those mm-hmm. areas. I think that's well known, uh, you know. And so this was again another attempt of open an investigation in search of a crime, in search of a fraud. So back to where this what this means for Trump. The operation here, according to my birdie, is to expand the window of vulnerability and exposure to Trump on multiple fronts. Um, he has already been told by the FEC, and his attorneys have also told him, that if he declares for president, all the legal bills that the RNC and his PAC are paying right now can no longer happen, or he is in violation of federal election law. So could he just form his own legal you know, fund, and would people fund that? Of course they would. But that opens up another round, another layer of bureaucracy, and another thing that they could subpoena, and another thing they could go after and say, well, you know, we don't trust that you're truly not double-dipping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole thing of this, it's a dragnet operation, really. Yes. I mean, this is an attempt to expand his exposure on multiple fronts, all right? And and they are and Trump has told people close to him now that he absolutely expects to be indicted. I I told you from the day the day the morning after they went after the they stepped foot on the grounds of Mar-a-Lago they had they were going to indict him they like had to because here's what happens if they don't do that if they if they make that level of provocation and then don't follow through with something they cavanaugh themselves again 
So just like they won't ever be able to run the Anita Hill, Roy Moore, Brett Kavanaugh playbook ever again, because we know the names Christine Blasey Ford and Julie Swetnick, and we can just immediately, that's our get out of jail free card yeah. when they try it, right? Because we have a precedent once that they made the whole thing up, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they step to him on that level and then don't do that, when they next try this lawfare, and they will on Ron DeSantis or anybody else that we like after Trump, we we will just deflect instantly and say, yeah, yeah, well, everybody knows that's a scam. We saw what you tried with with Trump, and now you're trying it with DeSantis. Now you're trying it with Chip Roy. Now you're trying it with just pick names, okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why they have to follow through on this to the end, all right? So that's kind of a quick summary. Did I leave anything out of what my little birdie had told me on Wednesday when we had when we did the show that I shared with you guys, right? So with that in mind now, Jill, since you're the fresh voice here, what do you think? It feels like it gives us an explanation as to why he hasn't announced yet. We've all been scratching our heads saying, you know, why after the heels of the Mar-a-Lago raid, it felt like that would have been a perfect time. But if he knew that this was going to come up, and it is, like we said before, the, the natural logical extension of them going through and raiding Mar-a-Lago, that he will be indicted. If I could put money down on this somewhere, 100%, he will be indicted. They will stop at nothing. While he was a sitting president, they went after him for Russiagate for three years and found nothing. So it's not like they're just gonna wake up to today and say, oh, we've learned our lesson, guys. Go, everybody carry on. You know, we, we look at Trump and the thing that we do know that he cares about are his children, and his money. And both are in play here now with the reputations and the future of his kids. If he cannot actually have a PAC or the RNC pay for those legal bills, I mean, that that is going to be so much money that he's going to have to look at and say, is this worth it for me to go out there? And knowing that they're not going to stop at that, even if he is successful, even if he is able to, to go ahead and front all of this money, what's the next thing in line and what what is this going to do how is it going to impact his children down in the future because they were going after them even while he was president but you know if if he continues down this road we know there is nothing that the left will stop at so at what point does donald trump just go ahead and we saw headlines today and say you know very influential trump donors are starting a new super PAC giving money out to trump endorsed candidates maybe he sees that, that, that he will have influence as long as he is alive in the Republican Party. He could go down that path and still have huge, huge influence. Or is he just going to be the narcissist that we all know and, and say, I'm the guy. It has to be me. I'm going to be the one that saves them. And that's that's what we're going to have to watch play out over the next few months. Aaron. So I, the argument against the uh, the argument against whether or not they'll indict Trump and and really go all the way is that they actually want him to run in 2024. It's not 2016 anymore, guys. It's just not. I think that was true in 2016. I think that's why you saw all of the media do fluffer duty until you know until he won the nomination. Then it was oh man, grab him by the hoo ha. He's a racist, misogynist. Blah 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 blah. We saw that go down. They thought that he was going to be an easy foil for Hillary Clinton. And then he was not. And then he was president for four years. And instantaneously, the left just broke. They mm-hmm. just had a mental break. It's not 2016 anymore. This is a fully weaponized, ready-to-go cult battle station. I think they have to go all the way. Why would they not? Why would they not when we've seen everything that they've done? 
everything that they've done over the last uh, six going on six years now when it comes to Donald Trump. They have to go all the way. Todd? I agree they will go all the way, but they don't have to in the sense. I, that's the one part I disagree with you. They're not worried about being Kavanaugh, Steve. They don't care. Where are the consequences for any lie they ever tell anywhere? No one goes to jail. You're, you're right. They should be, but you're thinking like sane people do. They're not sane. They're evil. They don't care about. They're going to go through with this, and they'd go through with it even if Donald Trump said today, I'm not running for president. Because they always move on to the next thing. Now Kavanaugh's Hitler, not not Kavanaugh, excuse me. Now DeSantis is Hitler. And as we've always say on the show, they hate Trump because they hate you. So this is this is just who they are now. And I think that's to Aaron's point. No, that, that's no, that's exactly my point. I, I, I think they have to not because they're afraid of uh, setting a bad precedent. They have to because they're a cult. It's a compulsion. Yes, they have absolutely. to. Absolutely. I want to go back to something I, I, I've said before, but it's been many months since I reset this. I, I think the reason that we got here, well, setting aside things like divine judgment and, you know, cosmic drama, all right, let's just return to the earthly plane for a second and look at it with our own finite brains, um, understanding that that's that, the, that there is a an unseen realm backdrop perspective here that you should absolutely consider when you are understanding the signs of these times okay mm -hmm. but if but if we just looked at it from a finite earthly perspective i really think brexit and the elections of and the election of trump in the same year in 2016 that these elements had no were not planning on all going pedal to the metal um no restraint whatsoever and, and to out themselves and expose themselves as so so quickly as and as they have i think brexit and the election of trump in 2016 that these elements received a message from that that they don't have the 20 years to slow roll this out for the frog in the boiling water, that there was enough people out there that were kind of, maybe they couldn't put their finger on it. Maybe they couldn't define it. Maybe they weren't always with the right, you know, worldview and, and were, were kind of fumbling around in the dark, but they, but they smelled a rat. They, they, something wasn't right. Right. And so they were looking for what they perceived as within the system, radicalized platforms and and referendums that would give them a voice to say, yeah, we're calling a T.O. on this. We're not we don't like the way this is trending. We're not in favor of this. And we kind of want to, you know, the rubber band's got to snap back a little here. And I think those two events, because here's the thing. Nigel Farage had very little political success in the UK with his UK independent party. Very little. I think they got like a smattering of, you know, ministers elected to parliament. But when he got a chance to go around the Tory labor system and put it right directly to the people, they won a resounding victory. Mm -hmm. And in many respects, a lot of people, I think, view Trump as maybe the closest we could get to a legit third party in America. Right. given the duopoly and how deeply Absolutely. embedded it is. And so I think those two things hitting back to back where people outside the went outside the system and the duop duop duopolistic state of play and, and, and the things they control to, to have their voices heard. I think they said, okay, time's up. 
Order 66. Order 66 yeah. was given I, as a result of that. And I think that is where this mass acceleration to the mouth of madness we have seen. I think it. I think that's where Trump, vis-a-vis, -vis, as you put it, Aaron, broke them. Is I think they saw that the that enough people were getting smart, wise to what was going on here, and saying, and saying we got to go outside the system. And the system said, yeah, we can't afford you to get even wiser to what we are doing here. So Order sixty six, Todd. Yes. They needed their own reset. They needed Correct. their own, like, I don't know, great reset. Yeah. I, I liken it, and we've talked about this before as well. I liken this, I think it's at the end of the first Avengers movie where Loki fails. And so we uh, see in the post credit scene Thanos saying, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. That's basically, I think, what we're, we're talking about here. And we saw that to a T with the WEF uh, crowd and just going full autocrat during uh, COVID. Quick exit question. If the odds Trump run ends up running again for president in 2024 were a Beatles song, which Beatles song would it be? Helter Skelter. I, it, I have no idea. The long and winding road. I think the, they're declining. Here comes the sun. It's happening. Aaron. B. Declining. Todd. A. Helter Skelter. Jill. Helter Skelter. I, my answer would be A. I will tell you after a conversation, a different one that I had last night. My odds that Ron DeSantis is going to run, regardless of what Trump does, have increased substantially after a conversation I had last night. I think DeSantis is in, regardless of what Trump does, based on the conversation I had last night. Good. You think that's good? It's a must. I think some. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are kind of hoping both these guys don't run at the exact same time. Actually, but I, 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 I'm, I'm more confident than I ever have been after a conversation I had last night that Ron DeSantis is going to run, I mean, regardless of what Trump does. And, and saying CCP or you're, we reject Marxism, we do the right. all this. It's all of the not not just what is happening in Florida, but yep. the global view. That's a good point. Yeah, he's expanding for sure. We'll come back. More of the day's group here in just a moment. If you're listening and you're a little sensitive about your hair loss or the prospect of it, I've got great news for you because our friends over at Keeps have you covered. They offer the same doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments that stop hair loss and can also improve hair growth. Keeps physicians will help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition or hair goals. Maybe it's preventing hair loss, stimulating hair growth, just taking better care of the hair you have. They can do that for you, and they'll do it with... Uh, the generic versions of those doctor recommended treatments uh, so you get them you'll get them at a cheaper rate than you would at a lot of other places uh, particularly online then they make everything convenient for you by making it online uh, snap a few pictures of your hair and you get access to your physician year round uh, unlimited messaging so you can you can connect with your doctor about anything anytime all right. And then they give you 50% off to get you started on your first order for big savings to get you kicked off on the plan too. Just go to keeps.com slash grow if you want a plan uh, to prevent hair loss. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's keeps.com slash grow. Welcome back. Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage here for The Dace Group. Our weekly look at the week that was marches on with issue three. Gays against groomers or 
We're all Christian nationalists and insurrectionists now. This week, the group called Gays Against Groomers announced they've been suspended permanently from the payment processing platforms Venmo and PayPal for allegedly violating those two separate companies' user agreements. Gays Against Groomers founder Jamie Michelle went on Tucker Carlson's show to discuss the matter. We're just an organization that is comprised completely of gay people. We even have a few trans people within our organization um, just trying to fight this evil that is happening in uh, in the name of LGBTQIA, you know, the whole alphabet mafia now. Um, and we're just trying to stand up against it. Uh, and, and we're being punished for that. I find it fascinating that this is going down the same week that we had the conversation about Liz Cheney. Remember earlier this week, there was a piece in Politico about Liz Cheney. And it basically said, um, thanks, sweetie. Your money's over on the ninth nightstand. Maybe a breathman over there for you as well. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll, you, know you, have a, you, you get the bathroom, clean yourself up, and have a good rest of your evening. That we really appreciate everything you have done here for our agenda, but we have no intention of backing you for president or any office for that matter. But thanks. And we talked about how, in the end, there is nothing you can offer. Nothing, right? That, that What did Liz Cheney get for this, uh, for this axe that she had to grind? Uh, maybe at best, lifetime contributorship to MSNBC. That was maybe it, all right? There is a, um, oh, I'm trying to think of what it was. I saw this today and I tweeted about it. Uh, where is this here? There's a story out today about, um, uh, there's another one. Oh, it's Islam. In the UK, there, there's, there's, tele, there's television clips of a, of, a, of, a, uh, of a cleric in the UK talking about how uh, the UK is the source of all evil in the world, that Allah should judge it and, and smite the infidels in the UK. Guys, the new king of England is literally an Islamo simp, literally. The the number one new baby name in the UK has been Muhammad for several years. For several years. If there's an if there is an official religion in the in the UK, it's either the spirit of the age or Islam are the two closest things to it. And now we have gays against groomers who, by their own admission, have at least somewhat given themselves over to the deceptions of the era, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first name in their title is what? Gay. Gay. So by some measure, they have submitted to and acquiesced to the spirit of the age on some level, right? Yeah. But then like Lot, when they turn to the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, who have gone beyond what they even view as beyond the pale, when they turn to them and say, brothers, sisters, please don't do this. We're going too far here. That, that's what this woman is doing. You can sense this. You can sense the earnestness in her voice when she's talking to, 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 to Tucker. I didn't sign up for this. I just, I wanted the affections that I did not think I could hold back any longer. The temptation that I thought I could no longer say no to. I just wanted them affirmed. I, I didn't want the children of America as collateral damage for my predilections and, and, and flavors. You can just, right? That's kind of what she's saying, right? And I respect her earnestness. I really do, okay? In some respect, what she is doing or attempting to do 
is even ballsier than when people with our own worldview stand up against it because she's actually going against her own stated yeah. agenda. She's 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 standing up there saying, "All right, this is going too far." But just like they did Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, they turn to her and say, "Who is this foreigner who judges us? Who's this right winger? Who's this Christian nationalist? Who's this insurrectionist that did, that dare plays that dare anoints themselves our judge?" Right? Mm-hmm. She's one of them. Yes. As was Lot. And they turn to Lot and say, who is this foreigner? I know you've lived here for almost 30 years, but who is this foreigner that dares now judge us? When we're done with fulfilling our agenda, we'll do even worse to you and your clan. And that is what is happening to gays against groomers right now. So what does this tell us about the spirit of the age? And what should it say to the rest of us? Todd, you go first. Well, uh, to quote the immortal Aragorn, uh, offer them uh, no quarter for none will be offered to you. He says that right before the great battle of Helm's Deep. Uh, that's good advice. They, to Aaron's point about th- this is just who they are. It's not merely tactical. These are the actions of a cult. This is that. This is enfleshed. This is incarnate. This is antichrist. This is just who they are. And therefore, you can't expect them to come to their senses. You can't expect them to win an election and be happy with it. They are in for total world domination and annihilation. They're, they're trying to create an entirely new reality. Full stop. I'm just repeating myself, though. I've said this for quite some time. This is, this is you, you can't negotiate with them. They have set, put their foot on the gas and they are going to drive it until whatever the outcome of that is, no matter who gets in their way. And you just have to choose whether you accept that on those terms or not, or what are you prepared to do, Sean Connery? Jill. Uh, the slippery slope is undefeated. It's both more slippery and more slopier than we ever <laughs> thought it could be. It not only grows up and diagonally to the right on the graph, it grows exponentially. They're able to double down every time. It's not only you're going to bake the cake, bigot. It's now you're going to let us trans your children or else. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you made the Islam reference because I remember listening to Jan Michelson back in the day, probably 2010 or so. He had a man on his show that wrote when while Europe slept. It was a book about a man going from the United States, moving over to Norway at that time, I believe he was. Um, and because he was like, oh, you know, the United States, those bigots, let's just leave them behind. And then he saw what you were talking about of all of the people coming in and taking over with Islam and and getting on, first of all, the welfare system. And then they were going, they had the plan of breeding you out. They would just vote you out of existence at mm-hmm. some point. And, and this gay man, who left, you know, the United States thinking, oh, I found what I needed, my, my, you know, utopia of socialism over here. Then he's like, wait a minute, this isn't all it's cracked up to be. It feels like that's where we are with gays against groomers. Like, hey, we were going to go do this. It was going to be great. Everything was going to work out in our favor. And then they wait, wait, we don't want this to happen to the kids though. We we have to stop. We have to have a border somewhere, but the mm-hmm. spirit of the age has no border. But we should be thanking God for the clarity of this moment. There are no masks on. People are coming out as who they are. So you might as well go through and say what you think because they're going to accuse you of it anyway. 
Here's something to th- that's both of you made phenomenal points there. Aaron, here is something to consider. Google, PayPal, Venmo, these social media companies and internet, uh, uh, you know, Silicon Valley oligarchs, they are treating gays against groomers worse than they will like the Family Research Council. Stop and think about that. Right. Yes. So they're literally it's literally they are fulfilling literally what was said to lot. We will do even worse to you because you thought you could join us and hold us back. You thought that we would show any restraint at all. We will do even worse to you. They are literally treating gays against groomers worse than they treat a group like the Family Research Council. See, what's what's interesting, you went there because I'm trying to think of any civilization that one one particular uh, proclivity unleashed another and then the former proclivity tried to rein in the other and successfully did so and i don't think i don't think that actually exists the one that did is uh uh was just destroyed in 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 fire and brimstone or at least attempted to uh so i i don't I'm not quite as I'm not quite as on board with the gays against groomers thing, because a lot of the people working within that, if you if we told them our views on marriage and sexuality, they would call us a bigot. They would call us a bigot. It's the guy Benson's on Fox News of the world. He believes a lot of his audience are a bunch of homophobics, uh, phobic bigots. Oh, the guy, guy, I have my own truth, Benson. Yep. He says, I got my truth. He yeah. refers to that all the time. Yeah, I've seen that. But he's also out there, uh, you know, uh, turning the turn of the crank on, uh, against the groomers. It's just a level of spiritual blindness, a level of blindness in general that they think they can have their cake and eat it, too. They think that they unleashed something in this country. The, the, the rainbow jihad unleashed something, but they were just, they were going to be, it was just going to stop with visitation rights for my significant other and the tax benefits of those with traditional marriage. That's the line that I always trot out there. Mm-hmm. No, it was always going to be bake the cake bigot. And the cruel thing for cruel, but also, ju- I don't know if it's cruel, cruel to them, but really cosmic justice is that like the, like the analogy that I made the other day. This is Walter White and Mike Armantrout. Armantrout is, is trying to bug out. If you know the show, you know this reference. And uh, Armantrout just says to Walter White in Breaking Bad, you son of a bleep, you screwed this whole thing up, you and your ego. That's basically, that's basically what the gays against groomers are saying to the groomers right now. Of course, that scene ends with Walter White popping a cap and Mike Armantrout. So I... You're not wrong. My 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 thought process, as you can probably tell, is all over the place on this. Like, I appreciate the allies right now, no pun intended, but man, you, you really don't get it. You really don't get it at the end of the day. Exit question. True or false? Unless America collapses or has revival beforehand, pedophilia, see that as minor attracted persons, will be endorsed in writing in the Democratic Party platform by 2028 at the latest. Todd? Ooh, I don't know if the writing matters, but um, yeah, I'll go with it. Jill? I'm going to say false, just the in-writing part, just for any hope for humanity. Aaron? I'm going to say false. Issue four. 
kicker question. If you could cancel someone as gays against groomers are currently being canceled, who would it be and why? Jill. Uh, you know, I wouldn't actually be canceling anyone. I would want to have that free and ex fair exchange of ideas. I want to know what you think. Now, if I could put a caveat in there, like let's have a fair fight in the media and big tech, that would be it though. But I want to know what you think and to have that argument out in the open. Todd. That's the grown-up answer, but I'm feeling petty as hell. So it's David French and the Christian Actually crowd. That's a good one. That's that's where I ended up as well. Because mm. if you try to target the left, this is Hydra. I mean, who yeah. do you who do you cancel on mm -hmm. the left, and that doesn't just get replaced by three different people? So I'm going to say skinny jean pastor all over the country. Okay, let's get to our predictions. Aaron, you go first. So I was going to make this last week, but um, despite their best efforts, and I'm just piggybacking on the great prediction that I made a couple of weeks ago. Hey, when you hit one, man, you got to ride those coattails. I got to ride those coattails. Yeah. Uh, despite the Democrats' best efforts, it's actually going to be Republicans who bring the Respect for Marriage Act to the Senate uh, to, for a vote. And it will actually be, even with, an ex even with a majority in the Senate, Republicans will pass the uh, Attack on the Church Act. Maybe one of the first things they do next term. Wow. I actually don't agree with you, but I hope you're right. See, because I like clarity. Yep. I, I think clarity is our friend. Even even give me bad clarity over, you know, comfortable con confusion. The clarity is very much needed because clarity is what causes conviction and conviction is what propels action. Todd. I'm just going to have to reset this at least once a month until the election, and I've said it multiple times before, but there's going to be something done to delegitimize the entire 2022 midterms by attacking, not trying to of course stuff the vote, but by attacking the polling places yeah. themselves. You mean like Antifa sweeps, stuff yes. like that? Uh, well, I, they just ran down a Republican in their car, so I'm just saying okay. they are going to overtly— Operation just, Kenosha? Stuff like that, yeah. All right, okay, Jill. And this is uh, dark. Jerome Powell thinks that he is Maverick in the new Top Gun movie, but you know, pulling all those plane maneuvers. But he's raising rates up over the mountain right now. He's going to bring them back down to zero, and then he thinks that we're going to somehow miraculously get out before we get through a recession. But unfortunately. Powell is going to learn he's not Maverick. He's just one of those trainees that tries to go before him and either crash at the bottom or the side of the mountain on the way out. Love the analogy. I like that analogy a lot. My prediction is with pressure mounting on both sides, I think China has indicated directly to Putin its patience is waning. The EU knows that winter is coming and energy prices are skyrocketing. I think now that there is mutual pressure on both sides, a ceasefire in Ukraine will be enacted by the end of the year, and it will include Russia keeping some of the territory that it has taken. Yeah, there well, isn't going to be a ceasefire unless Russia can keep. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, so. the, 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 those two things, I know I always tell the audience, don't give me compound questions and predictions. Mm -hmm. This is a, a correlated parlay. Both of these things have to occur yes. for one of them to occur. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I saw this week they're holding some sort of votes in some of those uh, Western Ukraine provinces. Right. Yeah. I think that probably has something to do with it. Maybe this. kind of a lead up. I mean, yeah. both sides here are losing leverage. All right. 
They're losing leverage here. And so I think that they, there is a mutual assured destruction element here. Nothing principled whatsoever. It's just the oligarchs over at Davos and at Moscow are, you know, realizing let's, you know, at least put a pause on this until, you know, next spring. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we're just chess pieces on their board, man. That's all. And the, U the Ukrainian flag avatar or whatever only maybe, has so, much, so yeah, many legs. Maybe shortly. It returns shortly after St. Patty's Day next year. <laughs> yes. Jill, good to see you as always. Thank you. You too. Have a great weekend, guys. All right, you too. We'll come back with Hour 2 and Feedback Friday in a moment. All right, back with Hour 2 here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Just email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com, D-E-A-C-E. -E. Someone said, why don't you do an Ask Me Anything with email questions? Because emailers get an hour on the show every week with Feedback Friday coming up here in just a matter of moments. You can also uh, follow us and like us on uh, Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Look for Steve Dace there. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. You can also find me at uh, Truth Social, at Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. And then get clips of the show free of any censorship and free to watch when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Once more, that is rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Those of you that are podcast aficionados, thank you so much. You're a big part of our audience and our ongoing success. Please, if you've yet to do this, leave us a five-star review. And if you do that and want to embed a question for Monday's Ask Me Anything, it'll go to the front of the line for consideration by Todd for that event coming up in a few days. Uh, you can also hit subscribe and follow. Thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Feedback Friday is brought to you by Tyga Coolers. They are just like you folks. They love this country. They love the show. They're fans of the program. Um, and they also make hella coolers. Some of the best there are in the country. Premium coolers, all American made. Lifetime warranties. We are in peak now tailgate season they can customize it for you as well maybe they can't violate a copyright with your favorite team's logo on there but maybe your favorite team's colors they can do that for you right yes you want to put a picture of your kid on there you know your kid plays ball or something this time of year they can do that for you uh whatever you maybe you want to customize it corporate with your corporate logo so therefore it's not a you know violation a copyright violation or they can just sell you a really really high quality cooler whatever your interests are uh, you can get 10 percent off with the discount code steve at checkout 10 percent off with the discount code steve when you go to taigacoolers.com t-a-i-g-a for taigacoolers.com promo code steve i'm gonna go off script a little bit for feedback friday because i just got this note right before we went on the air today so yesterday i you know i the amount of people who contact me all the time, links for this and links for that, like I have nothing else to do all day long but sit around and supply these when I index them all the time on my social media accounts, right? Yes. All right. I should have clarified something though, okay? Because there were a few people that have come to me the last few months that are like in the middle of a, of a lawsuit trying to stop an ex from poisoning their kids with the jab, okay? Or... Um, you know, military people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're in those sorts of special situations and I see your email, I may not see it. Remember, I get hundreds of these a day. But if I see it and I have time, I'm happy to help in those circumstances. I'm talking with the guy who says, hey, I'm arguing with my brother. And I literally get people that do that. Literally. I'm arguing with my brother and I'm looking for all the links. Yeah, I'm, no, 
it's it's 80% of the people that come to me constantly looking for me to do their research for them. It's that. Very seldom is it people that are in the middle of a, you know, a special life-changing circumstance. And in those cases, if I have time, I'm happy to help. Case in point. I won't name the individual. I might tell you guys during the break if you ask. I will not name the individual and I will not name the team. But there is a reporter who covers a major sports team in America as a beat reporter. Major sports team in America. Beat reporter, a team, a name, you'd all know. All right? He came to me at the big, uh, you know, well, several months ago. All right? And uh, he came to me asking for some uh, research and data because the team he's covering wants to con- wanted to continue demanding that you risk poisoning yourself with the gene juice, with the, with the gene jab, in order to be, uh, you know, around the team, in the press box, et cetera, covering the team, right? Even though, by the way, none of the fans in the stands, you know, he's, you ever been in a press box, guys? First of all, it's a great vantage point to watch mm-hmm. a game, but you're nowhere near the action, right? Right. Uh, so there are literally fans, uh, with, you know, on the sidelines, in the stands, on top of the players, okay? And they're not required to be, uh, they're not required to be jabbed. And so he came to me uh, recently and asked me if, 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 if there was any recent data that I could share with him that would help him to go back to the team that he's covering, to their, to their management, and say, yeah... You sure you want to go down this road because there's this data, this data, this data, this data, right? And in his case, I was happy to help. So I took some time out once I saw the note and I did that. I got a follow-up note from him this morning. I want to share this with you. Again, I won't name him. I won't name the team. All right. I sent the team that information, which I then followed uh, with uh, another note I mean, I sent them the information that you sent me, which I then followed with another note that provided a lot of uh, from data from the CDC that showed mandates were unnecessary and not based on science. That very night, I got a call from the administration saying that they wanted to talk to me the next morning. When we talked, they told me they were going to, quote, quietly end quote, remove the mandate on the jab mandate on media, people covering the team. But they asked in exchange that I not make a big deal out of it. So I could just quietly make it go away. You said this to a reporter. Yes. (laughs) They ended up removing the mandate for the media. And honestly, I think it was just because of my situation because from everybody I talked to covering the team, I was the only person who had not gotten the jabs and the boosters. Appreciate the help and the clarification. We haven't repeated our mantra, our mission for this year, our mission statement for this year in a while. So let me repeat it again. Let's find out. Right? Yeah. The great thing about having nothing to lose is you're not afraid of defeat. You're already outnumbered. You're already a pariah. 
I've been doing let's find out all morning with my school district there again. you go I mean let's let's find I mean, what, what do you got to lose oh man hate me harder yeah hate me harder right Con- condemn me uh condemn me harder mock me harder so I again maybe you can kick my ass might be able to I don't know I know one thing, though. We're going to find out. Let's find out. So, all right. I'm all in. What's your hand? Let's see what you got hiding there. Let's see what you're holding there. Maybe you got big slick. Maybe you're rolling a high pair. And if so, I'll tip my cap. Better man won. I'm going to make you show me. The days of the fold are gone. The days of, I don't want to lose the chips I have. I don't want to lose the status. Those days are gone now. We're now going to play poker. And I will make you show me your hand. Maybe you have pocket aces that many times in a row. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. So let's find out. This gentleman did. Let's find out. And lo and behold, they were like, we fold. Let's find out. Do you know how used, this is my asking about, the, they did this to a reporter. Do you know how used to, they are to having all yep. of the reporters on the reservation? Yep. Yes. One reporter. Right. One did their damn job. I mean, journalism is magical and not at all broken. There was not one single journalist in this entire country that thought, hey, this is the biggest story of my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to be grifting off of this. Let's go win a Pulitzer. Well, there was one. Her name's Ivory Hecker, and she got canned. Right. Like Todd says, journalism is magical and not at all broken. Rob says, the previous medical standard of care, quick, administer the Heimlich. Current standard of care, quick, administer the Hemlock. (laughs) There it is. What do you think? Leonard Joyner II, not Junior. Leonard Joyner II. I've given whole plasma twice in the last couple of months. So so remember I mentioned earlier this week I've gotten a ton of questions from people asking me about what this is doing to the blood to the to the integrity of the blood supply and how I am I've not seen any data on that and and given the magnitude of 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 the importance that is to the sanctity of our healthcare system way beyond COVID-19 and everything else associated with it I am just not comfortable on any level whatsoever man. I mean, as, as much as I've tried to nail down my thoughts before saying them where COVID is concerned, because I'm not in my area of expertise. When we get into something with much broader applications, there's no way I'm even flirting with the the line. I'm not coming anywhere close to it. In fact, I'm not even like, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to pick the envelope up, let alone go to the edge of it. All right. Now you want to share me your specific thoughts and experiences I will share those. And so this is what Leonard says. 
I've given whole plasma twice in the last couple of months. Hey, times are tough and 85 bucks is 85 bucks. Hey, dude. We just started cash flowing this show like five years ago. So the previous six years that we were trying to do this and make this show work, my wife used to go get plasma all the time. So yeah, I'm feeling you, okay? Uh, anyway, it says in the initial sign-up screening, screening, there's a whole section covering the prohibition on donation if you've recently had an experimental medication or vaccination. Seems pretty clear, right? Okay. Right? Seems clear. Right? Sort of. Yeah. Leonard writes, however, when I asked the screener how they ha then handled people who had EUA COVID vaccines, emergency use authorization COVID vaccines, she didn't even know that they weren't fully licensed products. Let me, let me repeat this. In the initial sign-up screening to be a plasma donor, Leonard says there's an entire section covering the prohibition on being a donor if you've recently had an experimental medication or vaccination. So that's blanket, right? Mm -hmm. He then makes a specific application in a question to the screener about the jab, which is an emergency use authorization product. And this, this screener did not know they were not fully licensed products. And he goes on to say, she was also completely incurious. I picked up on an attitude of the government said they were safe, so they must be fine. I can't exactly speak to the impacts of receiving vaccinated blood, but on the donation side, the lack of awareness here or concern is astonishing. Now, maybe that just happened to Leonard Joyner II. You know what I'm saying? But if you are a blood donor in our audience right now, either for altruistic or financial reasons, or maybe both, all right? Maybe ask some of these questions and see where your bank, your clinic, how much of their own homework they have done. And I fear that there will be more than one person like Leonard Joyner who's going to find out because they listen to this show, they know more about this than the actual people wearing the lab coats. Yeah, how many of those people in those lab coats uh, willfully gave out uh, ivermectin, Steve? Uh, almost none. Almost none. And then, and then, if and then, when you had well, a court you order that made them do it, they would then try to get the court order appealed. Yes. Like, how dare you get better? They would like, and the and the patient would get better. This we have. There are specific instances of this. Names. Yes. We're going to name them in the Rise yeah. of the Fourth Reich book. All right, these stories are actually in this book. People got better and they, the hospital still tried to get and it still tried to appeal the ruling as if to say, how dare you improve? How dare you get better? Yeah. I had this thought the other day and I, and I think it's a true and a fair comparison, but uh, modern med medicine has more in common with, you know, South American witch doctors than it does anything else. I, you remember, I'm sure you've heard back in the 18, 1700s, 1800s, Medicine in America, now this wasn't all over the place, but it was pretty widely used. Medicine was like, hey, take this mercury for melancholy. Copper bracelets. Copper bracelets. Every doctor's um, got his favorite cigarette. We've got uh, arsenic in this uh, yes. uh, Mr. Murphy's uh, miracle cure. I'm just so glad modern medicine has advanced past that, aren't you? Just so glad that we have we have left those wayward way, wayward days behind, and we have progressed on to new, uh, safe, non poisonous alternatives. For no, 
it's it's same as it ever was. Yeah. It is it is quite possible that the two greatest medical science breakthroughs in the history of Western civilization were Semmelweis and the washing of hands and Fleming and penicillin. How did they repay these two individuals? In the case of Fleming, they told him for a decade he was an absolute crackpot. Then when he proved to be true, he tried to make penicillin available for fair use, for public use. The, they turned around and patented it against it over, you know, behind his back in order to monetize it. That's what they did. After telling him he was a crackpot, they then monetized it behind his back. In the case of Semmelweis, they literally drove him to a sanitarium where he died. They convinced him he was insane. The washing of hands is not that important. Despite the fact he actually decided, you know, maybe before inserting my hands into the most intimate places of female anatomies to give birth to children, I should consider cleaning them. And, and, and I got nothing to lose. The number one cause of death for women for 7,000 years on planet Earth was childbirth, right? So I got, I've got nothing to lose. Why don't we just try washing my hands and see what happens to the numbers? He did. And the numbers greatly diminished. They told him, they convinced him he was insane. And they put him in an insane asylum where they gave him, where they lobotomized him and gave him shock treatments. So there you go. The story of modern medicine is basically summed up, and that's a great point, Aaron, uh, to piggyback off that, in uh, Indiana Jones um, and the Holy Grail. Mm. Listen, everybody's searching for the cup of Christ, but not to worship the Lord who used it. That is an amazing mm. analogy. There, and that's yeah, why now they're drinking That'll from it. That'll preach right there. And their bodies are being destroyed because they drink from it unworthily. That that The whole movie is about rogue modern medicine. If you, if, I mean, it's, that's not even, I mean, I, that's obviously not what they intended, but that's absolutely the tale that's being told. That's powerful. Joe Hensel was listening to the show the other day when we had the gentleman on from Epic Times who did the fantastic documentary on the January 6th uh, riot and events. He writes, I was an officer in a major metropolitan police force. I watched the video of Ashley Babbitt's murder many times in the week after January the 6th. And here's what I saw and heard. Because going back to this interview, keep in mind, one of the things that they do very a very good job of is have security and law enforcement experts go through the footage, including a lot of footage I've never seen before. So I'm guessing a lot of you have not pointing out how there's, there's no protocol being followed here. There's no technique here. They're just lashing out. They're acting out, right? Joe writes, I saw what looked like two plainclothes officers in the hall when she was attempting to leave very close to her. I also saw several other officers with long guns and full tactical gear in the stairway below her. All of these officers would have had radios, which they could and should have used to communicate with officers in the hall she was climbing into. I saw a Glock appear from a side hall and point towards a crowd, which included several other uh, LEOs. I did not hear any commands to show hands, get on the floor, stop, etc. Nothing. There was significant noise in the hall, but the gun brandisher should have known to make those loud enough for her not to be able to ignore or not to hear, which would have been enough for the videos to hear. Then she was shot, fell back, and the officer left. That Months later, that officer claimed that he saved countless lives that day with no questioning from the interviewer. He didn't say anything about the stress and noise of the day, but somehow incredibly made the claim with a straight but stupid face that Ashley Babbitt was a threat to countless lives. At the very least, he needs to be charged with negligent homicide or the D.C. equivalent. Instead, Medal of Freedom. Because he murdered the right people. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. He murdered the right person. So, Medal of Freedom. I mean, run over a teenager, 
call the police on yourself. You're walking the streets today. Question a questionable election. You know, you've lost your family, your business, and you might be in solitary confinement still nearly two years later. I don't I tell me what other conclusion I should draw other than he murdered the right person. Nailed it. I hate saying things like that. I didn't get into this business thinking I was going to say stuff like that. Okay? But to draw any other conclusion would be to violate, you know, that whole truth be told thing that's over my shoulder here on the set. Just like when I said yesterday, you know, next time Mike Lindell, just go to Epstein Island and rape some sex trafficked girls. Just do that. Because apparently... Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison for sex trafficking to nobody. Do you guys know who she was sex trafficking to? Who did, who did, who did she sex traffic to? We don't know. She, she sex trafficked to nobody. It sounds absurd, but it's the absolute it, it, truth. It's, it is. It's totally absurd, but it's true. She sex trafficked to no one. And yet... She'll never see the light of day ever again, either when she gets Epstein or she dies of natural causes in there. Never getting out for sex trafficking to no one. I've been a Blaze TV subscriber ever since it was just the Blaze. I just wanted to thank you guys for your show and the truth you bring to your audience. The reason for my email is I'm about to tell you what happened to me last November. I listen every day to you guys, to Whitlock, Beck, Rubin, etc. while working on compound prescriptions. I'm an independent pharmacy owner specializing in pharmacy compounding. I dispense regular manufactured prescription products as well. I dispensed manufactured ivermectin tablets to two, patient for co- two patients for COVID-19 prevention. The claim was submitted and adjudicated in early August, and I received payment from the insurance company two weeks later for about $400. The two prescriptions were audited by the insurance company that November, and the insurance company deemed the prescriptions inappropriate. They faxed me that they were taking back all their money. That day, by coincidence, I heard the tail end of the Florida pharmacy that that compounded medications like I did on your show and decided to go to their website. I read their information and decided to use it along with your information and my research and knowledge to defend myself against their pharmacy benefit manager who determines if a prescription should be covered or paid for is legit or not. In my rebuttal, I decided to include internet references to everything I was stating after I submitted the attached rebuttal and threatened to sue them. The pharmacy benefit manager for the insurance company sent a fax stating, quote, there was nothing wrong found in the audited prescriptions, end quote. They backed down completely because of my research and facts. I would not have known where to start if it had not been for your show. So I think the return on investment, at least for me, is pretty good on this professional issue for paying to be a subscriber to The Blaze. Name withheld. Yet again. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's find out. I don't really think... I don't think you have pocket aces every single hand. I just don't. No one no, no one gets it every single hand. So all I've got to do is be right once. I just, if I keep calling you, I just got to be right one time that you're bluffing, that you really don't mean it. So let's find out. You look like you want to say something. I was going to say there's, he was thankful for the information he got on this show specifically uh, about ivermectin and amen to that but 
I don't know what this how this guy is wired normally. But also the information you get on this show about specifically what Steve did about let's find out about being men of action, about doing what you believe. There's no more important information you're going to get on the show about any topic than that, especially these days. If you still regularly turn in this show and your life is the exact same as when you started, sit and think long and hard this weekend because something's got to change. The revolution doesn't happen all by itself, folks. You got to pick up a weapon and you have got a metaphorical weapon where bloom where you're planted something's going on in your backyard get it done yes first of all i want to thank that pharmacist yeah as someone who has a very good friend whose pharmacist tried to kill him by refusing to fulfill Mm -hmm. those prescriptions to the point that he had to go back to his farming background and give him and his wife themselves sorry I'm near 50 and I have the stray hair in my nose that is making it itch. Um, and, and him and his wife had to take the horse dewormer to save their lives. And as someone who has received, I cannot even tell you how many emails from people has talked to. I can't even tell you how many people whose loved ones died in hospitals because they wouldn't give them those medications. They wouldn't treat them. We should thank you mm-hmm. as well. The difference between, because I know a lot of you, we've heard from so many of you who found our show after Rush passed away and have just been extremely kind and, and, and about that. And I'm very grateful. When Rush came from a generation where it was assumed you would act on what was said. And so there wasn't direct activism per se on his show, right? It, you, you'd get rare instances of it, like Dan's bake sale, a famous moment, kind of the, an early show of force, you know, in Rush's salad days of the true scope of his audience, right? Okay. But for the most part, it was conversational. It was really a radio show. He even, even would say that. It just happened to be a compelling radio about current events. Mm-hmm. But the expectation was if you were tuning in, you would just, you know, it was assumed. I come from a generation where I don't believe that can be assumed. And I also believe that we are in an era where we need more action other than let's just sit around and vote for red waves. Okay? That that this thing has metastasized at a granular, molecular, cellular level to every school board, every school district, every medical board, every pharmacy. Pick a local entity or apparatus you used to take for granted was apolitical in America. And so I am specifically attempting to radicalize you to action. Righteous action. Right? Action, confrontational, aggressive action that will glorify your creator. But confrontational, aggressive action, nevertheless. And a hell of a lot more confrontational and aggressive than let's watch Fox News all day and vote GOP. Is that going to cut it? We are attempting to radicalize you to act on the current the courage of your convictions. And so when we get notes, even little things like Leonard Joyner's note, just asking a question, hey, I'm curious. How's, you know, how's your massive blanket disclaimer apply to the non 
or, or the still emergency use authorization COVID jabs. Pester. Poke. Prod. Colombo everybody. Eh, I got one more question for you. You know what I'm saying? Don't take any assumptions. Don't let them off the hook with anything. Even, even Leonard Joyner asking questions. may not. It's not as provocational as what this pharmacist did threatening to sue the insurance company, but it's a confrontation nevertheless. He prompted their synapses. Don't take anything for granted. Don't ever, don't let any of them off the hook ever. Make your presence felt. Though they are a wicked and stiff-necked people, they will know that a prophet was among them. Make your presence felt. Make them know that you were there. So they know in the future, maybe I just can't blanketly get away with it. Maybe in the future, I, I, I need to know some of the answers to these questions. You know, that's, a, that's actually a good question, Mr. Joyner. I not even thought about it myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Poke, prod, pester, provoke. Don't be passive. The time for passivity was long ago at an end. Long ago at an end. The time for provocation, for pestering, for prompting, for preguntaing, because questioning would end my alliteration. So I went with the Spanish word instead. The time for all of those things is now at hand. Fair? Yes. Yes. And it doesn't have to be the Steve Dace Todd Erzin way, although, man, that can be a lot of fun. I dig it. <laughs> okay. It's not fun to everybody. I, some of you are actually nice people. Some of you are actually like, I like people. And we respect that. We don't happen to, you know, suffer from a similar affliction. You know, we all have our crosses to bear. Okay. <laughs> um, it can just simply be Mr. Joyner. Hey, I'm just kind of curious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that can be every bit as effective. Make your presence felt. More Feedback Friday in a moment. Chances are the uh, food that you bought for your pet at the store had a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients that your pet needs the most stripped out of it. Same thing they do to the food that we buy for ourselves at the stores for the same reasons. Mass distribution, uh, mass consumption. That's why we have to purchase so many supplements these days. Thankfully now there is one for your pet and it's called Rough Greens. You take the powder, mix it into the food that your pet already loves and restore a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your pet's food is missing. But you might be wondering, hey, the last thing I need right now in the Let's Go Brandon economy is another expenditure. How do I know this stuff even works? Fair point. That's why we offer you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. We give it to you for free. We do ask you to put in a few bucks to pay the shipping so that you have some skin in the game, but we'll pick up the tab for the very first bag to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in 14 days or less when you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or you can call them as well at 833 rough dog that's 833 rough dog i got a note a few minutes ago from a gentleman that said i kept trying to figure out what that was on the side of your jersey on the on the um it looked like there was a patch a super bowl patch on the arm of your jersey and then when i figured out it was a detroit lions jersey i knew that it couldn't possibly be that respect the game single tier 
I feel like this is uh, in the territory of the Babylon Bee just making those really banal headlines about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Like, AOC cannot tie her shoe because she is so dumb. Ha, 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 ha. You guys aren't making it better, just so you know. But I, I, I hear you're smart, Alec. Just because you're, 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 we discussed this last week. You and your relationship to the lions. Whew. You and I are both seeing it. Uh, you need to go back in the dark hole. Yeah. This is the latest we had. Okay. This is the first time we've been 500 <laughs> since week nine of 2019. It was the last time we were 500. Yeah. If we win on Sunday, we will be in first place in the division for the first time since week three in 2017. Now, we're not winning on Sunday, but if we were to, it would be the first time we were in first place since week three. Actually, are, are we in first place right now? No. Our, Green no, Bay won it, against Chicago last week. Yeah, but they lost week one. So everybody's one and one, right? The whole division is. But they have That's the tiebreaker because they're the divisional record. Ah, okay. I got you. Sorry to crush your soul. Okay. No, no, no. I'm glad you did that because... Hawkeye once famously said, don't give me hope. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's way too much hope dancing around in your Lions discussion these and days. And by way too much, you mean like Any. scant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's get back to Feedback Friday. My granddad is the youngest of 10 children. His last and oldest sibling, who I am named after, died of natural causes at the age of 103 in 2020 during the lockdowns. He was probably one of the last veterans to fight in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. In World War II, he flew B-17s and B-24s over the Pacific, uh, and he flew C-124s in Korea and Vietnam. At his funeral, there was no 21-gun salute or anything, just one guy playing the bagpipes and a bunch of terrified elderly people wearing masks. Me and my dad were the only people there not wearing them. I could go on and on how COVID turned my life upside down. I lost educated friends who thought I was a Nazi for being a Trump supporter and kicking me out of my fantasy football league of nine years. Seeing the cult behavior and evil of everything Democrats and the establishment stand for brought me back to God and you guys all help with that and continue to. It's so crazy how normies can't believe that this is a war on religion, literally good versus evil. It is just demonic, bro. We have to bring America back to what it's meant to be free and the demons will be held accountable. That is from John May. John, just to further confirm what you're talking about, I was on the uh, a message board, for one of my favorite uh, message boards for for my favorite team for Michigan, and there's a there's a thread that someone started on the message board. Off topic, I need help with COVID vaccine side effects, and then in parentheses, no, this is not political. Here's the thing. The fact that this person knew they had to post that, what does that tell you? This should never be political. But like I said on this show last week, if we are now able to politically identify people on the basis of whether or not they follow or don't follow public health mandates in some cases, or guidelines, directions, whatever you want to call them, that is not a good place for a culture to be in. And if you are there, that's why you get to title your book Rise of the Fourth Reich. Yes. I mean, you have literally, you are down to the last thread in the Weezer sweater song here before a complete unraveling. If if the things that 
should include and incorporate mutually mutual risk and danger regardless of your philosophy and preferences no longer do that but they themselves are now idols for which side of the divide you are on i mean if we can't if we can't be united in having an objective conversation that's apolitical about our own physical health tell me tell me where that does take place tell me where we're just americans sharing a country then if we can't do it there tell me then where you can do that tell me tell me where you could go that's a corporate setting that the that the culture war the cold civil war does not go with you at this point I wistfully look back to the past, a past I can hardly imagine anymore. And it wasn't even really that long I ago. I know, but where that shared sense was, was happening. Hmm. All right. Let's, let's make things complicated, oh, shall we? Sure. All right. Matt Wells in Washington, Iowa. I'm going to do these two emails together because they're kind of similar. Matt Wells in Washington, Iowa writes, the Joseph Latipo interview you guys did recently, that's the Surgeon General of Florida, cemented my thoughts on the need to make Donald Trump essentially a dead letter in 2024. The man doesn't hire or endorse good people on the regular. Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, hires and fires exactly the right people. We can't continue to be, deni to, to be nice to deluded people who don't see it that way. They need the equivalent of a rebuking sermon. We wouldn't be in this mess we are if Trump wouldn't have sucked at his handling of COVID. It's not a pardonable for mistake. Forgivable, sure. Trustable, no. Stephen follows up. I can't bring myself to vote for Trump again when I think back on all that has happened as a result of his absolutely terrible and poor decision making with COVID. As a matter of conviction, I couldn't bring myself to ever vote for him again, and I was one of his biggest supporters. How many people have died as a result of his lockdown policies and Operation Warp Speed? How can we trust a man with, um, with his instincts after making these terrible, abysmal decisions as president? If he were repentant and acknowledged his mistakes, it would be a completely different conversation. But for these reasons I mentioned above, I can't do it again. Now, I have gotten a variation of these two notes a lot. Now, every time this kind of topic comes up, I always throw this disclaimer out. Given who I am in the profile of this show and, that, and my own, at times, very, shall we say, complicated relationship with Donald Trump as someone who almost went to work for him, who then fought him to the last delegate at the convention, right? I mean, I have taken almost every conceivable position on Donald Trump during the during the, his political ascendancy you could possibly take. I've almost, except for he's a not literal fascist or Nazi, except for the blue and on stuff, I have taken every other conceivable position possible on the right. Fair? Yes. I've held them all. So I'm always going to be more of a magnet for this kind of commentary than say my buddy Dan Bongino is going to be. Fair? Sure. Okay, so I don't want to make it look and sound like that this is just, you know, an overwhelmingly um, common sentiment. It's not. I am going to attract this element more than a lot of shows that have similar, if not bigger, platforms because I've been a part of this element in the past. But you cannot ignore that there is plenty of polling data out there that at least, at the very least, does show Ron DeSantis has a lot of support. 
at least a lot more than anybody else has in relationship to Donald Trump. So, you guys' thoughts on these two notes, the likes of which I actually get fairly frequently. This is the great frustration. Uh, if the great, I need to stop saying that. This is another great frustration. I, I want Trump, just fully transparent here, I want Trump to not run in 2024 because he realizes that he can be uh, a bi as big of a factor in Republican politics for the rest of his life as he wants to and would rather play golf down at Mar-a-Lago than uh, meet with the prime minister of North Dogwood uh, uh, or Trinidad and T Tobago, although the latter is actually a real place. Um, I want that to be the case, not because he's being politically persecuted on sham. That's a terrible precedent to set. Yeah, because they'll I, just I, turn and use it against everybody. Correct. The Santas pick a name, anybody, they'll use it forever now. Correct. Yeah, I agree. But for all the things that Matt just said, I can't disagree with that. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. And you you retweeted somebody, and I can't remember who who it was, but I, I've said a variation of this as well. You know, we wouldn't even be talking about somebody like Ron DeSantis like Ron DeSantis, who acts affirmatively and doesn't just say, hey, we're going to do an investigation into uh, genital mutilation, although I'm, that, you know, who, who acts affirmatively, who walks the walk, talks the talk, who hires all the best people, seemingly, at least close to him anyway, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We would still be thinking, as this person you retweeted said, we'd still be thinking the Mitt Romneys, the John McCain's, oh, yeah. the Bushes of the world. They're going to save us from the madness of the Democrats. There wouldn't even be Donald a Ron DeSantis Trump, without Donald Trump. Donald Trump has completely reframed the right. Agreed. For better or for worse. For better or Mostly worse. Mostly for better, but I, there has been some worse, if I'm, we're being honest. Has reframed the right's base, not mm -hmm. the right itself. Mm -hmm. It's complete, And so we have to thank him for that. Yet at the same time, I don't want him to run again. But not for the reasons it looks like he's not going to run. Yeah, certainly the same about not wanting to run again. The thing about uh, Donald Trump is that, listen, as as dudes, like no one wants to admit it's not. No, just Karen doesn't either. I mean, no one wants to admit they're wrong. Just as the human condition. But to have been. Whether he transformed whatever he transformed, uh, to be so wrong when the left went from malicious political opponent to full-on cult and not change your game accordingly to be apparently not aware of, you know, January 6th, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the election and the response to that leading a team he's not capable of even saving himself not that it's not challenging but he's not capable of saving himself on many fronts we can't it's difficult to rely on him to save a country when you have an option like DeSantis in the bullpen that last phrase is the key part but here's the thing Something happens to Ron DeSantis tomorrow. Where would you turn? Where, where, where else would we have our people turn? Oh, listen, I've. Oh, you're right. That's exactly and that, that, right. That's, I'm not that's saying, the that's the angst-ridden yeah. dilemma 
of, of, of all Maybe of this. Move to Arizona. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I get it. But you know, you wouldn't have her without Trump either. Correct. And guys, I'm, I, I made the decision when he got elected. I came to the same fork in the road that the David French's and Jonah Goldberg's and all these people came to. And I just realized these guys are starting to speak out against the stuff that they used to claim all these years, right? National Review, they were for. I'm, I can't, how do I avoid becoming that level of hack? And I avoid it by, you know what, here's my new, here's my new standard. When you are doing what I agree with, I am for you. And when you are not, I'm not, period. No matter what the previous relationship was or wasn't, no matter how much we liked each other or didn't, that's it. That's, I'm, I'm just going to call balls and strikes essentially here. And, and, and that's how I avoided falling into that pit. All right. So I, I, I can be very critical and I don't regret it of Trump, but the truth works both ways. Yeah. Well, okay. Get up and move to Arizona. Would anybody know what the hell a Cary Lake is if it wasn't for Donald Trump? No. Ron DeSantis doesn't even win that primary, let alone get elected governor without Trump. These things are every bit as true as the stuff that what Matt is, was talking about in his email about his awful, and, the, and Stephen, his management of COVID was next level terrible. De, Trump is out there complaining that DeSantis stole his idea about shipping the migrants. The same time, the number two most powerful man in the White House, Jared Kushner, is on Fox News, basically calling DeSantis a yeah. human trafficker. If that's not a portrait of why Trump's yeah. not president today, I don't know what is, okay? That's a perfect point. Because I, he, the, the, he also gave us Jared Kushner. Yeah. The same guy that gave us Kerry Lake and Ron DeSantis also gave us Jared Kushner, you know? Yeah, but he gave us Kerry Lake indirectly. He gave us Kushner directly, and Kushner's still out there. When If you've learned any lessons, he's not out there anymore. Yeah. In these unprecedented times, Dang. make sure you don't go into the real estate market without an agent that you can trust. The good news is we've done it for you. We, no one gets listed in our network at realestateagentsitrust.com unless their track record of success has been fully vetted and verified. That's why we've got a long waiting list of agents that are anxious to be listed. But we don't put just anybody there. Are they full-time? Are they successful? Can they get you to the finish line of the buying, selling, or buying and selling process? And once we've checked all those boxes, then we recommend them to you. So just about anywhere you want to move to or get away from, we can probably hook you up with a preferred agent when you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. One more time, that is realestateagentsitrust.com. I go back to what you said, Aaron. I think it's a terrible precedent if the dragnet lawfare fishing expeditions is why he does not run. Because now they're going to say, well, we found the new game plan, right? And this is the most expensive game plan yeah. maybe that they will have ever unleashed. Correct. Expensive to the, the target, Correct. not necessarily to them. So, you know, it's not just... You know what's more important than the conclusion is the getting to the conclusion for the right reasons. I, the, in my opinion, the country desperately needs a DeSantis Gavin Newsom year-long true conflict and clash of visions for the country with two, whether you like or agree with him or not, talented, alert, fairly ballsy politicians 
an honest trial. Let's put them both on trial. These two visions, have it out for a year, make the decision in November. It needs that a lot more than another personality contest and Cheeto Jesus saves and Orange Man bad. But you know what it needs? Even less than it needs that more? running Trump out of here for the fallacies yeah. of these kinds of fishing expeditions. That's a terrible precedent for the future. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.